All right, it is 11 o'clock. Thank you guys for being on time. We have already 25 people on the call so far. Um, today we have a very special guest. I hang out with this uh, amazing human being uh, every single week. I am just uh, blown away at how um, high performing she is, how relentless she is. She tirelessly works. Um, you know, it's like 24 7, 365. And it's no wonder that she was able to build a million dollar business by the age of 12 years old. She's currently 14 years old, as you can see how young she is. Um, but she, she doesn't, guys, this is a very special occasion because she doesn't really share with anybody. And she's only doing it because it's because of me. So I feel very, very honored <laughs> to have you on today. I just want to acknowledge you for, you know, taking half an hour out of your day to contribute to us. So thank you. Um, and just a, a little bit about uh, Cheryl as well. Um, she's a notary public locally here, but notary public anywhere else probably doesn't as much, but locally um, she closes real estate transactions, does wills. Um, what else do you do, Cheryl? So I guess we have some American friends here, right? Yes, we do, yeah. Okay, do. so just to give you guys a quick sort of update or rather like an overview of what notaries do in BC, uh, every province is different and every country is different. Um, in the States, uh, the notaries can't really do much. And uh, as long as you don't have a criminal record, you're able to just witness documents. So a lot of people in the States are really confused as to what I do. Uh, but in BC, um, we basically do all the legal paperwork um, for all the real estate, uh, mortgages, business buy and sell and personal planning and stuff like that. We just don't go to court. So all the legal um, responsibility is the same. And uh, of course, all the powers are the same as well. So it's a little different uh, from the notaries that you usually hear about in other provinces like Alberta or like uh, Saskatchewan or something like that. So for us, um, we're kind of like a, almost like a solicitor. We just don't go to court. So. That's the difference. Got it. Got it. And she doesn't, uh, you know, not, not every one of her deals are like 20 bucks. So it's different. <laughs> 20, yeah. 2150. 21. Oh, 2150. Oh, yes. <laughs> awesome. So we, we want to get to know you a little bit. Um, you know, how you started your journey because um, her and I met at a notary public office. Um, one of my used to go, go to, uh, notaries, Pauline Fong-Yang here locally, she, she's also a le legend, but um, you know, we, we had met in 2007 and you were just this nice uh, shy girl that, that was just starting out as an intern and you know, fast forward what, nine years later, you, you, you built up a, uh, a million dollar I was shy? I thought, sure was I thought you were shy. <laughs> or was I shy? I don't know. I don't know. You had a bowl cut. I had a bowl cut. I still have a bowl cut <laughs> for 20 some odd years. So, you know, let's let that go. <laughs> yeah. But um, I want to know your journey because you started from there and you took like nine years of internship and then boom, in one year, you were able to build that business to a million dollars or more. Uh, what was your journey like and how did you well, do that? The thing is, I guess, uh, to shed some light on how I got here is, um, I've always liked law. That was always been my thing because people who know me know I like to, I like to win and I like to, you know, just basically, <laughs> yeah, yeah, competitive a little bit. Um, basically, I just, I just really like the legal field and I've always known that I wanted to be in the field. Um, but the notary program is a little different um, in BC because 
you have to work in a related field for five years after your first degree, and then you need to get into the master's program at SFU. So because of that, before I graduated from UBC, I already started working at the office that where John met me, and basically to build up that work experience. And um, I stuck with that office. It was, it was busy, but I felt like it was like the Shaolin Temple style, you know, like, I don't mind how much I had to work as long as I get to learn it. So I know when I come out, then I am able to start running when I hit the ground. So uh, I got into that notary program finally after that five years of work experience. That master's program was uh, two and a half years. And then basically uh, the moment I graduated, uh, I got my seal from the Supreme Court on June the 8th uh, uh, 2016. And um, my first deal was June the 8th, 2016. So I remember telling the judge, you know, because he was giving me a bunch of, you know, congratulatory speeches and stuff. And I'm just looking at the clock. I'm like, dude, I need to make bank time, right? I, I need to go sign with my client. The bank closes in three hours. So can you just let me go and do my deal? So that was, that was uh, an interesting journey from uh, school till now, for sure. Wow. So, so basically years and years of school and some hiccups in getting your certification Qualification. Well, I mean, you got to work through it, right? So for me, it was like, I knew what I had to do. It was one of those things where it's just time that you had to put in. So you just got to grind through it. I don't really want to work like that ever again, but I felt like it was needed. You know, I learned a lot from that office and uh, it gave me a lot of the experience I need to do what I do today. Yeah. And you're, you're definitely not afraid of the grind. I mean, nine years of, you know, schooling, internship, and, you know, today, can, can you share with the crowd? I mean, like guys, like, I, I said way back in the day, I was working 12, 14 hours, seven days a week. doesn't even come close to what Cheryl is doing. So tell, tell me how much you work per week and how many uh, hours per day. I don't even know. Like, it's just any waking hour when I can work, I work. Because, I mean, if I'm home watching TV or watching the game or something like that, then I'd rather be in the office and doing the same thing and working. Because oh. every client, you know, you can... For me, it's always trying to make a deal a little more than just a deal. You know, there's always things that I can tack on and that would add value to their deal and there's things that they need. But the thing is, all you have to do is put in that little bit more time just to talk to them and then you can make a deal into two or three. So why and why not, you know? So for me, it's like right now, I feel like I need to put in the time when I have the energy. Uh, insomnia helps, you know, I can't sleep. So I might as well work and make some money out of it. But I feel like right now, you know, I have the support of my friends like you guys, you know, I can't do it on my own. You guys believe in me and I feel like I have to put, you know, my best performance out. So I don't really believe in being tired because, you know, you make your own time. There are things that you can give up and there are things that I don't mind giving up just so I can do the best job I can when you send your clients to me. And I don't want to do a shitty job. You never do a shitty job. <laughs> you know what, what was it that someone said like, what I should just use a GSD as my slogan, right? Just get shit done. Get shit done. <laughs> you do get shit done. And, you know, guys, not, no exaggeration. Whenever I have a problem, I mean, she is busy, like, closing deals daily. I mean, like, thousands of deals, day, uh, you know, annually. Uh, and I wish and when I call her or I WhatsApp her, she, she gets back to me right away. Um, you know, besides you being so relentless and so hardworking, what do you think is you know, is your unique selling proposition, how do you differentiate yourself from the rest, so to speak? Um, you mean like my business 
or myself. Yeah, your business and, and you know, other notary public, um, you know, no, no offense to others, but like... You, you <laughs> well, I think I made a name in my field by... Um, I've taken on a lot of random stuff that's really last minute. I have had clients and realtors basically just call me and say, you know what, we were with another law firm or with another notary firm and they just didn't know how to do it. Uh, I took a long time to figure that out and um, I just want to make sure the deal gets done. It probably closes like today, tomorrow, or just a short time period like that. Can you do it? So I guess I would attribute that once again to where I learned it from. You know, I, I've done a lot of deals when I was uh, a student, right? So I was able to just know it. And, and I like to read, you know, when it comes to like, you know, I just want to learn more about like the current things and I like to learn about weird cases. So I really like to read case law. So um, knowing how to do the weird files and just basically saying, okay, I have a deadline. I don't care how hard it is. I'm just going to learn it wow. rather than just say, sorry, guys, you know, like I can't do this because, you know, I've never done native land or I've never done manufactured homes. For me is when I get a manufactured homes, if it's my first time, then you learn it. You know, like uh, if it's done somewhere else, you're able to do it. Why do you say you don't know? So for me is I'll take on any deal that is thrown at me. And once it's in my pocket, it's staying in there. Wow. That's amazing. And, uh, you know, a lot of us, um, I speak for myself as well as I don't know how many people out there, but I can't tend to want to take the, the path of least resistance. It seems <laughs> like you go towards the hardest things first and just get shit done. Like, how, how do you do that? I mean, uh, don't, don't you want an easier life? No. What's life without a challenge? It's an easy one. It's a good one. But, you know, like, I feel like when you do the easy stuff, everybody, you know, like, say, like, well, what's so special about you? So I want to be able to prove to them that I can do it, you know, especially when other people can't and you do it. And it's, it's fun to win. <laughs> so she, she, all, all she wants to do is win, win, win and wins on the call, too. You know what? Like she is so. How, how much does he want to unmute himself right now? They would. Me? They would bet on how many goals, how many shots on goal, and and win, and 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 actually bet on that with dinner. Like, who cares? Like she just wants to win all the time. She goes towards the hardest things, guys. So so where are you guys? You know, listening out there, Facebook community, EXP, whoever's on the call right now. Where are you running from the hardest things? If you tackle the toughest things first, you become a freaking icon like Cheryl here, okay? Okay. And I also wanted to touch on, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I also wanted to touch on, you know, your relentlessness. Where does that come from? Is it coming from the immigrant mentality or, you know, from your childhood, you just like wanted to become the best? Like, where did that come from? <laughs> I feel like I'm in like, are you going to record this and sell this to Marvel and make it like my origin movie and I'm going to play by like a child star or something? <laughs> 100%. Who's under five foot can play Cheryl Cole? Um, yeah. Uh, why? I don't know, actually. I'm very different from my parents. You know, if I don't look so much like my dad, I think they probably mixed up the babies at the uh, hospital. <laughs> but um, I've always been, I guess I grew up with competitive sports. Uh, I played i played competitive hockey all my life. Um, and then I even played ping pong to be true to my Asian roots. <laughs> so it's, it's one of those things where I was always, when I'm on the ice, like I put everything out there. Like I don't like to do a half-assed job because if you're going to do that, then what's the point? But I guess it's also because I'm the only child and maybe because of the cultural stigma. It's always been a thing like I feel like I have to prove myself uh, to say that, you know, like, hey, Cheryl, you can do this. Because, you know, like, who? it's a five-foot Asian girl playing hockey. But mm. 
I got a full ride scholarship to Maryland uh, to play in the NCAA, but of course I knew that wouldn't get me anywhere. So I said no to it, but it's always been one of those things where I just want to show my parents that I can do it. I want to show my relatives I can do it, um, in a, especially in a field that's dominated more by uh, sometimes Caucasian white males. So I just want to be able to show everybody and myself that I can do it. And I, I set goals, right? Like that's when you like laugh at my cars and, and I know a lot of people laugh about me and my cars, but the, my cars and things are things that I just set for myself to do um, just to prove to myself that, okay, you've hit this and then you've done it. Um, so you gotta, you know, move on to the next step. And that's my drive, right? That's my motivation to keep going in life. And um, why else I do it? Well, I need to take care of my parents. You know, once again, it's the Asian mentality. I'm the only child. My mom is a big spender as well. So I need to pay those credit card bills. Wow. You take care of mom gas. and dad financially for real? Yeah. I mean, I feel like that, that's, that's, that's what I need to do, right? They came here because of me, right? Wow. We immigrated because of me. So if they did that for me, then it's my turn to take care of them. So that's amazing. That, I mean, that's the fact that you do that and, and thank you for answering the question, you know, so, so succinctly because, um, you know, people want to know why people are so relentless, why they do what they do. How, wh what do you have in you that, that really, really makes you that relentless? You know, um, <clears throat> I go back to my mom's house right now and, uh, she would give me a hundred bucks just for no reason. <laughs> my parents, I don't. But uh, <laughs> I potentially could give my mom a 500 bucks and she may give me back my 100. That's about it. Oh, man. But, uh, you know, good on you. I have a quote here from you. Really? Awesome right here. It says, it I know I must... words, right? no, 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 no swear words. Uh, I know <laughs> I must do my best in every situation because I do not want to let anyone down. My attitude and mental drive to achieve what I set my, uh, myself out to do because I cannot let myself fail. Yeah, because I feel like, like back to everybody who saw me when I was invisible, you know, like yourself and, and of course, when, like, I feel like if you guys took the time to reach out to me and give me, you know, the deals and you trust me with your clients, especially when I'm nobody, I'm completely invisible, nobody knows who I am. The fact that you guys believe in me I have to make sure that I, you know, I live up to the task. I can't disappoint my friends and I can't disappoint the people who support me because like, how do I, how do I do that? Right? Like I always say is when people are good to me, it's actually harder for me because I need to make sure that I repay that favor three times as hard just to make sure that I show you that I appreciate that. So with the effort that you guys took to reach out to me to give that to me, I want to make sure, Hey, I can't let these people down, man. They, they trust me. Right? So I have to do not a hundred percent. It's extra. You know, if that makes sense. It makes total sense. I mean, uh, you know, uh, guys on the cr uh, in, in the crowd here, um, when, when our clients trust us, when our clients request us to do something, we do it. We do it. And, you know, it's that extra mile that really makes a difference. And you can see the, the trajectory that Cheryl is on that she takes the extra mile every single time with every single client and agent that she's working with. Am I right? Yeah, it's that, it's that accountability. You know, like if people took the time and the effort to trust you, then you need to repay that favor and make sure that they don't get yelled at by their uh, clients, right? So for me is I want to make sure that I work with people that trust me and I work with people that I trust as well. So that's how I feel like I would bring value to my clients, right? So if they need something, if they're in a bind, I want to be able to solve that problem right away. And I want to be one of you guys' solutions too. 
So if I drop the ball there, that's not okay, right? So. Yeah, you've never dropped the ball. You never. <laughs> I don't want to be that minus player on the ice, okay? I don't want to be a Canuck. <laughs> Just so competitive. Everybody. Everything is about, like, I don't want to be that guy. Like, you don't, you don't want to. I don't want to be that guy, no. Right? So, guys, we don't want to let our clients down. They, they've put no. trust in us. So we can learn something from Cheryl today. <laughs> So Cheryl, I know you also are very, very involved with numerous charities. Is that one of your biggest whys in what you do and make, making money? I mean, you, you do a lot and you have to find the time to contribute. Like charity, charity has always been one of those things that's near and dear to my heart. So when I was in high school, I had no money. Like, I mean, not even just high school. I had no money up till, up till my master's program. I had no money. So but I felt like, you know, there are days where you would feel like, hey, hopefully somebody is able to help me. You know, like, and you never know when it's going to be your turn. And there's a lot of people that had just a bad stroke of luck, you know. So when I have no money, then what you have is time. So what I always say is I feel like for some of the big charity events, you see the big galas, everybody is in their fancy gowns and stuff like that. But I want to tell people and show people that it doesn't have to be just money. You have your time. So everything makes a difference. Every little bit makes a difference. So even if you can put in that little time, you know, at a soup kitchen or, you know, at SPCA, just like what I used to do, I just clean bulk poop. And then it's just like, you know, you can help. You don't have to be super rich to be a charitable person, right? So, but now these days I, I have work, you know, like I don't have as much time now. Um, so then I try to give back with money if I can, right? So I just feel like if people need help right now why aren't you the person helping them because i wouldn't be here today not necessarily talking about charity but the same concept is i can't do it without my friend support i couldn't have done it without other people referring to me i don't just open the door and people waltz right in and say hey i want a well done you know without the word of mouth without friends mentioning your name uh, in front of other friends who are you so i feel the same way about the society you know if they had a bad stroke of luck that's probably it you know, whatever bad decisions they make, they deserve a second chance. So, you know, hopefully I can be making, you know, like a little bit of a difference. Yeah, you're making a huge difference from what I see. I mean, uh, numerous charities, you donate your time, you donate your money in a big, big way. And you, you're such I actually a hate galas, John. Sorry? I hate heels. You hate heels? I can't walk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So I always, I always say, you know, like try to do service because I'm just doing that for myself. So I don't have to be this. Oh, well guys, you know, what are we learning here in terms of giving, 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 giving? I mean, in her business, she's giving way more value than she's getting paid. And in life, she's giving way more value to other people. Um, and, and she gets paid tenfold, but she is about giving first. I mean, she works like 12, 14, 16 hour days. And during the pandemic, she would come to my place and drop off. What did you drop off? It was like a bakery, cookies. You <laughs> baked me cookies. You're totally, you totally my, like my mice, you and Crystal. Yeah, it was very good by the way. But guys, <laughs> giving, and it's no wonder you're where you are at. I mean, four years in the business, multi-million dollars, I mean, and, and you know, have all the, the biggest life you can ever imagine, you know, Cheryl is living it. So, so tell me this, Cheryl, <clears throat> the day <laughs> you're, wearing, you're, you're already this. an icon, you're already an icon in Vancouver. Okay. Like in, in my eyes. Who said? 
I said. I think you're misunderstanding the definition of icon. No, no, no. I think you're an icon. Now, that's okay. what you are today. Tell us about your five to 10 year vision, what you want to, your business to look like and what impact do you want to make to uh, society and, and our culture here? Five to 10 years. Um, okay, so, well, of course I want to grow my business. You know, like at the end of the day, I only have 24 hours a day. It doesn't matter even if I don't sleep, right? That's how much time I have. So I have to grow my business. So I guess then I have to add a G to my name, right? Like we've got JTG, we've got WLG. And then okay. when you add a CKNG, then maybe the Gs will start rolling in, right? WLG, CKNG, so, okay, okay. Right, anything with a G, right? So I think I just need to grow, you know? Like I, need, I, wanna, I wanna be able to hire other notaries, you know, just to make the notary like a, like a group, you know? Like, so I don't have to do everything, but of course I have, it has to be people that are accountable and people that I trust, because as I said, at the end of the day, I always tell my staff as well, like my team members, it's my name on the door, you know, like I like to oversee everything. It's not because I'm, I'm controlling, it's because I want to make sure that I'm accountable to everybody that comes through that door and to send in my way, you know? So the same thing, even if I grow and I hire, it's still going to be an ongoing job. I don't think I can ever truly let go. That's going to be uh, my biggest hurdle in the five to 10 year mark. But um, it's something that I want to do, you know, I want to be able to grow, grow that to, to, have to say my last name properly, Quack and Associates. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, God, I, I could see you driving like 14 cars, way more than win. I could see <laughs> No, I can't afford the gas or the insurance. Really, really dominating the, the Vancouver market for, for notary public. And, you know, I'm just so blown away every single day at how you work and what your commitment is to us and, and to all, all of your clients. Um, so <clears throat> if you were to give two pieces of advice to the crowd to, you know, because everybody wants to be more relentless. Everybody wants to catapult their business and just make a million dollars. I'm sure everyone on this call wants to. Um, what, what do you think is your best two pieces of advice to give the crowd to have them have that? I think it's, uh, it's going to sound really cliche, but I mean, it's the usual stuff. I think work ethic is the first thing. You know, like if you're going to have a bad work ethic, you can't expect to make anything bigger than that. You know, like you, you get, you get what you give. Right. And then I think it's a, it's a stay, stay with it and, and to get out of your comfort zone. Because I mean, when I first started my business, I was worried, right? I mean, like you get out of, you get out of school, you have nobody. I mean, like, let's say you, John, like I knew you, right? Like I knew you from my previous work, but I mean, I don't know if you're going to refer to me or not, right? So there's a lot of people out there and I don't know who your competition is. And there's always someone better. And I always understand that, mm -hmm. you know, you, you are the best, but there's always someone better than you. But to get out of that comfort zone is because when I first opened my business, a lot of people want to partner up with me. I had older notaries. I want to sell part, part of the business with me. They want to hire me because they knew who I was. They knew I put out a lot of volume. Um, and they knew that I had a network, but the thing is, they're like, okay, you know what? Let me give you this wage, this salary, and uh, you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to bring anyone in. You know, it's a nine to five job. You get to go home at five and uh, do nothing on your couch. And so that's an easier way. Technically, I would be making more than when I was just a conveyancer. So technically that would be good job security, right? But the thing is, I thought long and hard about it. It didn't make sense to me. You know, like I, I did so much schooling because I wanted to make that jump. I want to work for myself. I want to be able to knock that ceiling down. I don't want a ceiling, you know, I want to be able to make more and more and I'm hungry. So for me is for me to be able to step out of that 
comfort zone and just be completely in debt. I was completely in debt. Mm. You know, when I first started, I had my mortgage, I had my tuition. I, I really could not afford gas. I, I took the bus all the time. Wow. So, yeah. So, I mean, like for me, it was a lot of expenses and it was nothing. But the thing is, I felt like, you know, if I don't make this step, I don't take this step, I'm going to plateau. I'm going to stay the same forever because I'm going to feel so comfortable. I don't want to feel complacent. I want to get out. So, you know, if I'm going to be scared and I can't sleep at night, great. Because you know what? Because that's going to push me. Because that fear that I put into myself is going to drive me to work even harder. Wow. And if I don't have that fear, I'm just going to be comfortable and that's not going to get me anywhere. That was probably 10 pieces of advice in one. <laughs> but, uh, you know, what I got from that was work. It's Costco size. Okay? <laughs> she's giving you Costco size. Look at how much Bally she's bringing to us. It's just like everything she does. How you do anything is how you do everything. You know what? And I was just going to ask you, like, did you ever get scared of, you know, going out on your own? You're such a big risk taker. Uh, but the, I already got the answer is that you actually use the fear to drive you to be where you are at today. Am I correct about that? Yeah. Like, I mean, the thing is, as I said, I don't, I don't like to sit still, you know, like I always want to be moving. I always want to play something. I want to learn something new because I feel like if that, if I don't add value to myself, if I don't have that, then I, I'm nothing. Right. So you can't be the same all the time. You have to keep moving. I mean, eventually I probably want to stop, but just not right now. So yeah, I definitely put that fear in myself too. Like, I think I'm, I'm probably the biggest cr critic of myself. Like I have people telling me like, oh, you're crazy. And I probably am, but it, it is that insane, like mindset and the insanity and the craziness that, you know, keep me going. And then, yeah, I'll take the risk. I think they're calculated risks. Like I'm not crazy. Right. Like I didn't lose to him because I was nuts. He was lucky. <laughs> right so, but you know like i do take risk you know like i feel like you have to use you have to take the risk to make that money and then use that money to keep going and then you have to sometimes you just gotta gamble but the thing is of course you know like know your limits right but mm. without taking that step you'll never ever get ahead yeah guys are, are we learning something here i mean i'm learning so much from you cheryl they're uh, learning that i'm nuts <laughs> you are nuts who, who goes towards the fear and takes action? Because a lot of people will say, well, you know, I'm not good enough. Or I'm five foot one, I can't be this, right? But you're like, I'm five foot one, I can take over the world, right? And that's, that's how you think. I really admire that about you. So that's the first portion of your advice. Any last, last advice for the crowd? Last advice? I don't know, man. I told you I don't have a G in my name. They should be taking advice from you. Or am I just going to have to take one from the John Ty playbook? Today is a great day. Today is a great day, guys. <laughs> Today is a great day. But I just mean, I, the, I think it's just be grateful, you know? Like, I, I think I'm worried about people thinking that I'm not grateful because of what I have. I'm super grateful, you know? Like, I always remember my roots. I remember where I came from. I'm an East Side girl with nothing much, you know, when I, when I came up. You know, like, I remember the people who saw me when I was zero, you know? So it's, it's, you have to be grateful for what you, what you have. You have to be proud of yourself a little bit for what you've done because that keeps you going. But the thing is, you know, like just stay, stay the way you are, stay true to yourself. There are a lot of things that are, I'm very principled in certain ways. You could say I'm very stubborn. So there are things that I refuse to do. Like I don't step out of my own boundaries. There are things that I say, like, this is who I am. 
I won't do certain more things to get more business. I know it's going to grow my business, but the thing is there are things that I don't do. So just stay true, but be grateful of, of everything that you have, but still stay eager and hungry. Yeah, she's very, very hungry. She's the most. I'm very hungry. Is the hungriest person? <laughs> it's twelve o'clock. She never eats, guys. She'll work twenty-four hours a day, but never eat. So what I got was work ethic and stay grateful. Phenomenal, phenomenal advice. Thank you. We got a lot of questions here, actually. If you have a couple <laughs> minutes, uh, one question: me. How how she multitasked to remember all the small details for so many deals. Yeah, I have a very weird memory. I don't know, like I just, uh, I mean, it's something that you have to diarize for sure. Like deadlines to me are everything, right? Like my job is deadlines. So I, it's just something that you train yourself to do. You know, like I, I, I know always, as I said, like I feel like if you put your mind to it, you could, like it's all about your own mindset. The moment you tell yourself that I can't do it, you're already, you know, you're already, you already killed yourself, right? Like don't do that. Like, I felt like at first, I'm like, I don't know if I can handle so many deals on my own because, you know, like, I don't have as much staff and stuff like that. But the thing is, there's always ways to come up with uh, things to help yourself to do those. And as I said, you make your own time. A lot of people tell me that, you know, like, I don't have time. That's not true. You have time. It's just you choose to do other things with your time. And the moment you do that, then you, you sell yourself short and you cut yourself time short, right? So... Yeah, guys. So, so it's really what's important about uh, what you're doing right now, Douglas. And thank you for the question. And she always tells herself she can. So it's like the Henry Ford quote, you know, either you can, or you tell yourself you can, both of them, you're right. And every day, Cheryl is telling herself she can, she can have a McLaren 570. <laughs> she can have the Tesla and she can have the Porsche. Cayenne, Cayenne? No, you bought your mom the Cayenne. Anyway, I'm also answering Wil Wilmer's uh, uh, questions. <laughs> but you know what? <clears throat> You're such a contribution to every one of us here. You're such a contribution to myself and my family. I, I literally, um, when I'm feeling lazy, I could just check into your IG and, and see like, if, you, if she's working, I can do it too. I'm not <laughs> tired. I can keep going. So guys, like follow her on social media, you know, reach out to her. Uh, how can we contribute to you? How can we reach out to you, send you business, Cheryl? You know, guys, like, as I said, every day, I'm really, I'm really grateful for everybody who has taken the time to refer me to your clients. You know, like it doesn't matter if they come to me or not. The fact that, you know, you already took that time. There's so many of us out there competition is immense and the fact that you thought about me that to me is good enough you know so you can ask me questions and I'm totally okay with that because I don't like to reach out when I go out to a, a, an event I don't like to go out and give my business cards out because I want to be your friend first like I want to be I want to get to know you first and I want you to get to know me so what I do doesn't matter the fact that you trust me and then you give me your business that's great but if not, hey, that's okay too, because like, as I said, you know, I let my own skills speak for myself. I don't like to, I don't bet. <laughs> so this is just weird. Amazing. Amazing. So any questions for Cheryl, just reach out to her. Stay great, yeah. guys. Who wants to see my jersey? Here we go. There you go. There you go. Send, send her down from New Jersey. If you're from New Jersey. Hey man, it's autographed. There you go. Okay. Five foot. Okay. I can only do some. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Cheryl, for today. I acknowledge you for taking the time again. And, you know, we love you and the whole crowd loves you. 
The Facebook community loves you. <laughs> Thank you. Have a great day ahead. Well, thanks for your time, everybody. Cheers, guys.